0: Hello, and welcome back to Find My Thrive. I'm Allison Task, life coach, career coach, and today I kind of have some uh, like fangirl vibe big time because I am sitting across from Kate McNeil, um, who is many wonderful things, but we've invited her to the studio today to talk about becoming and being a single mother by choice. What does that mean? A single mother, my choice is a person who, at some point in her life, because she's a mother, um, decides I want have ki- I want to have kids, and I don't have a partner right now for whatever reason, but I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna just I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna find some donor or find a donor, and I'm gonna make this happen, and I'm gonna take this journey and do it. Kate made that choice. Today she has two children, a five-year old son and a two-year- old daughter. She lives in Montclair, New Jersey with her beautiful family, and we are going to dive deep and, and find out what helped Kate make the choice. She wanted so much to be a mother. What helps her get up every day with those two kids and figure it out, and how she's handled working and supporting her family on her own. So welcome, Kate. Thank you. I'm happy to be here today. I am so, so glad you came. Um, When I started this radio show, I knew that I wanted to have a single mother by choice on as a guest, and I'm so glad we've crossed ways. So thank you for coming, and thank you for sharing this for the women who are out there who are contemplating it and making it, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this.
1: Well, I have been very fortunate to be the beneficiary of a lot of women who have come before me and told their story and shared. And I have to say, um, very lucky to have started this process in the age of the internet. And, you know, tip of the hat to the ladies out there who did that well before this time. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where they gathered their information or drew their strength from, but uh, I had a lot of good, helpful role models and insight in the process. So uh, I'm happy to share my experience as well. For That's terrific.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. So first, take us back to... Um, before you had children, mm-hmm. um, when you were contemplating it. How long were you contemplating, I want to have a child, and what made you finally decide, I'm I'm doing this, just me, I'm doing it?
1: That's sort of a difficult question to answer because I'm not quite sure there's a beginning and an end to that. I think, um, as most women do, single or otherwise, I think I just always assumed that I would be a mother. I saw that as part of my life and that one day it would arrive. I also saw myself, you know, married. (laughs) That wasn't arriving as quickly as I thought. And um, I think somewhere it just struck a chord that that wasn't going to be the reason not to have the other things that I wanted. Family, um, kids—that mm-hmm. experience that was bigger than I was. Um, so it just kind of sat there for a while in the back of my brain, and you know, it was like
0: it doesn't have to be linear. I don't need one before the other. And it, I'm not even
1: sure it was a really an internal discussion. It just started to sit quietly in the back of my brain until it became sort of its own being
0: of sorts. No Um, clear eureka moment, but just a slow glow. No, as a matter of fact,
1: a good friend of mine um, reminded me after the fact that probably about a year, a year and a half before I sort of consciously made this decision to move ahead and started to get into all the mechanics and the learning and the (laughs) indignities of wearing no pants basically to all professionals for a year. um, She reminded me that we sat one night in a bar in Park Slope, and I sort of told her, yeah, I'm thinking about buying a place, getting getting out of the city, maybe moving to Jersey and, you know, maybe in a year or so have some kids um, on my own if I have to. And I really don't think I was putting that out there as a plan mm-hmm. at the time, but apparently it was already kind of growing in my mind. And so I started having conversations with my a good friend of mine whose kids I just absolutely adore. She has three and I was... I think scaring her that I might steal the third one when it arrived. (laughs) Um, And that's when I started getting serious about it and sort of researching it and kind of trying to figure out if it would be um, a viable option for me.
0: So how long was your research process? How long did that take? Hmm,
1: Probably about three to four months. Um, In the big picture, not long. I think when I'm comfortable with a decision... I don't spend an enormous amount of time second guessing myself.
0: You had been mulling for a while, quietly mulling. I I think I wasn't uncomfortable with the
1: notion of being sort of, I always think of it as being kind of head of a household rather than sort of a single mother. I didn't mind carrying that responsibility. The breadwinner. The breadwinner that, yeah, the laundry doer, the breadwinner. Head of household. Head of household. Um, You know, I I like running the show in a lot of respects,
0: especially in other ways. Okay, interesting. So then logistically, take me there, selecting a donor. How did that work?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was the weirdest, wildest, most fun part of the journey, I'd say, um, because you walk into that experience not knowing what to expect. I mean, very few of us are grow up armed with the information of, oh, if this is the path you take, here's how you get, you know, a donor, et cetera. So I started researching uh, sperm banks, which is also surreal. And it turns out they are... Um, Feature-rich when you come to <laughs> <laughs> search criteria. Um, in my mind, the and I knew this going in. It wasn't it. It wasn't something I had to mull over. I thought uh, this decision to make a family this way was going to be an unusual enough experience for my kids that um, maybe it wasn't the time to decide to curate a Benetton family. Like maybe it would be best if they looked like me. Um, so people didn't sort of ask, whose are those? Right, 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 right. (laughs) Um, And we've got some health issues in my family that are not insignificant. Okay. And so healthy, 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 you know, as many generations back as they test was important. And do they look like me, which for those of you who are listening and can't see, is basically waspy white, white, white. (laughs) (laughs) Light eyes, light hair, pink skin. Yeah, very... Sort of generic Northern European. There we go. Um, so I wasn't seeking out distinctive features, etc. Mm-hmm. But I had a very good time because uh, a couple of the sites offer things like celebrity lookalikes. So you can kind of put in there, would you like, you know, a donor who looks like Brad Pitt or any one of the others that you would sort of imagine to be there? but it also reminds you in the process that a lot of people come to the process of selecting a donor not because they're a single mom by choice but they have other fertility issues and they are looking for their own family matches mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so some of the celebrity matches were a little bit funny um it, <laughs> jerry orbach was one um <laughs> that's the older hilarious. detective from law and order that's how hilarious I know him. Um, not the first thing I thought of when I thought, oh, I don't have a partner. Let's get his. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're looking for, f- for consistency in the family.
1: Yeah. So they offer a lot of fe- – you can look at baby pictures. You can read interviews. You can hear audio recordings. And I'm guessing all
0: of that happens with premium
1: pricing. Yes and no. There's – an awful lot of it is built into the basic sort of search. Okay process. You get a lot of basic background information, a lot of basic health information. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them include some kind of interviews of some sort. Um, You can then pay up for things like looking at baby pictures. You can um, costs go up if you want to have adult pictures, um, for which not a lot of availability, by the way. That's
0: not not a thing. Are there um, any particular sites that you liked or would recommend to people listening?
1: Well, I ended up going with Fairfax, um, and to be honest, I'm not quite sure. It c- came down to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a two t- two really, but f- for me it was surprisingly very difficult to find generic white boy who was healthy.
0: Um, Interesting.
1: Yeah, I thought so. Um, I mean, I'm sure if I were being flexible, the, the options would have opened up considerably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was not feeling flexible. <laughs> yeah, and you also on those two you points. had
0: some health health demands that were really important to you. It,
1: it really was. So um, when it came down to it, you start by looking at these lists of like, thousands of donors that you can choose from. But in the end, um, even at Fairfax, which is one of the largest labs in the in the states, um, I'm not sure that it came down to much more than a handful when it came to making sure there wasn't um, health issues. Okay, height was also a factor. I'll own that one as well. <laughs> now,
0: is there anything else? I've, I've heard, um, I, I do have some friends who've gone down this path as well, and I've heard that there are some, you know, concerns about how many times donated and how many times the sperm has been used. Was that a concern for you? Um, less so the
1: number of times. Most labs do put a family limit in place. Mm -hmm. And I think as you dig into those numbers, you realize that it's also an act of faith because it's sort of a self-reported process. Fair enough. There's very likely more families than you're aware of. Okay. Act of faith. And that's, you have to get comfortable with that, I think, pretty early on. What I wanted to see was um, a history of pregnancies. Um, So you wanted
0: that. You wanted to see that the sperm is effective.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't come cheap, nor does the procedure. So you sort of want to know you're working with something that's got a good chance of working out.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and did you use the same sperm for both children? I did.
1: I did. Um, I, ha- I ordered sort of in bulk. You can do that, oddly enough, and that's a moment in your life when you realize you've just purchased a bulk quantity of someone else's sperm um, and kept it on ice. Um, but I had some left over in a couple of years when I was contemplating number two, which is its own sort of different process sure. of contemplating um, having a child on your own. I had some in reserve, and I thought, let's go for it, and uh, I got lucky.
0: Kate McNeil, we are speaking with. We are speaking with Kate McNeil, who is a single mother by choice, a mother of two, Mm -hmm. head of household, pretty kick-ass. And she's explaining to us how she came to make the choice to become head of household, single mother by choice, and select her donor Um, When we come back after our fabulous sponsors, we are going to learn a little bit more about the support she built. As she refers to, this is the support that all mothers need, I think. But yet I'm very curious to know how she built her own unique support, especially in those early days of parenting and adding the second child, (laughs) which is not an easy juggle. And how during this process, her son's now five. She's had four different jobs. Let's learn about how those jobs supported her. And any mother having four different jobs while she has two babies, that's crazy making. Kate's head of household, let's learn how she did it. Are you interested in selling your house? Are you interested in buying a house? Do you know someone who's selling or buying a house in Northern New Jersey? The whole key to this process is a great realtor and I'd like to introduce you to mine. Her name is allison mcguire and she works at halstead realty in montclair she works with the entire northern new jersey area so whether you're in essex morris bergen or Passaic county she can help you she was a realtor who became a friend and what's unique about allison is that she's born and bred northern new jersey she raised five children and i mean spectacular children in this area she is a spectacular human being who will root for you advocate for you, and make the process of buying or selling a home wonderful. I've bought with Allison. I've sold with Allison. I've rented with Allison. Give her a call. She's at 973-454-9116. That's 973-454-9116. Allison McGuire of Halstead Realty will make your buying or selling experience a pleasure. Summer is right around the corner, folks. And what does that mean? means we're heading outside for outside entertaining, poolside fun, and all of that needs a great foundation. It needs great landscaping and masonry. Are you ready to put in that patio? Are you ready to do that bluestone walkway you've been dreaming about? Well, I have the team for you. Profection Landscape Design. They solved a masonry challenge for me. I had some bad masonry, which is an expensive problem to have, but I called them and they came, held my hand through the process, and rebuilt my patio patio. It is now the centerpiece of my home. If you want great landscaping and masonry from a real professional, from a team who takes pride in what they do, loves playing with stone, loves playing with pavers, loves brick, loves landscaping, then give Profection Landscape Design a call. They love their work and you'll love what they can do for you. Call Profection Landscape Design at 908-684-9045. That's 908-684-9045. They're right here in northern New Jersey and they know landscape design. Profection and landscape design is a joy to work with. Give them a call. Thank you. And we are back with Kate McNeil, single mother by choice, head of household, mother of two. At one, two, and not the easiest ages, guys. Are there ever easy ages? There are more easy ages. Five and almost two. Mother of two, son and a daughter. We were talking a little bit about um, selecting your donor and mm-hmm. buying bulk <laughs> sperm on ice. Don't <laughs> put that next to the vodka. Um, And something else that I'm very interested in, so you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. How was everybody responding? What was the world like to you as a pregnant lady?
1: I have to say, um, very kind for the most part, particularly when I was pregnant with my son. I was working at the time for a company that was based in North Carolina in Charlotte, and I was working from home in New York as I had been for Probably four or five years previously. Sweet. The company was growing and maturing and at the point where it made sense for me to be moving down to Charlotte and the CEO indicated as much and ter- ter- terrific team that I worked with. I sort of just blurted out to him in the back of a Lincoln town car between investor meetings in Manhattan, like, well, but I'm trying to get pregnant. So um, as soon as that process is over, sure. And I mean, he just took it in stride, like, okay. And, <laughs> Uh, Was more than happy to wait that process out. Um, And I ended up moving to Charlotte, North Carolina when I was about eight months pregnant, uh, which I don't recommend. It's very (laughs) hot and moving when you're pregnant. mm -mm, The worst. Um, But it was a a company and a group of people that I worked with. Excuse me who were very supportive. They're all very family-oriented, and I can't say that at any point I felt that my experience was particularly unique as a single mother versus anyone else that was having kids. And as it happened, uh, another woman who had recently joined the company was also relocating from New York, and she ended up having her first son about four days before mine. So it was very interesting to have a pregnancy buddy in that process. Mm -hmm. And she was... Um, newly married and expecting her first. And so it was interesting to see those experiences side by side. Um, but also to have the support again, that any mother is looking for Mm -hmm. what is happening to my body, what just happened to my body, Mm -hmm. how do I deal with this tiny little thing that needs so much from me? Am I doing it right? All of that.
0: At that point, I mean, now you're adding a Mm relo, a relocation. Is your family in North Carolina or are they here?
1: No, um, my family is. My parents are currently in Tucson, Arizona. Mm-hmm. My brother very generously helped me with that process and stayed with me for a good chunk. And um, I'm sure he'll say he'll never want to help me move again. Fair enough, it wasn't pleasant, um, but he was really a tremendous support throughout that process. Um, the
0: move or the move in the pregnancy, both, right? Both. So he was like he he stepped up as uncle.
1: Yeah, he was always up. There was no stepping up. He was already there. Uh, That's, I think, part of what gives me the confidence to to go ahead and do this. Um, You know, my family is deeply supportive of one another. Family has always been important to us. Um, And I think the, the structure of that family means very little compared to what it means to stand by someone in thick and thin and ups and downs and everything in between so um, I wasn't terribly surprised that my brother was there and supportive I was very grateful Um, pregnant or not he's much stronger than I am Um, so it was helpful to have him around in the move and he ended up um, relocating just a couple hours away in South Carolina so Mm -hmm. got to see him very regularly in the first 18 months of my son's life before we moved again
0: where does your family grow up uh, South
1: Jersey, for the most part, outside Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the high school years, we moved around a little bit. Um, I also lived in Southern California for a little
0: while. So, Do you have other siblings or just your brother? Just my brother. So you two are tight? Yeah,
1: my whole family is. Um, my parents, as I said, we started moving around a little bit when I was in high school. And I think that process also bonded us because I think you learn that you're in it together and what a support network really is about. Um, so we had a great relationship that I think was only made stronger uh, as a product of sort of some of the physical upheaval and relocations that happened in in high school but
0: are there any benefits since you did a side-by-side mommy mommy buddy who moved side-by-side had her child four days before yours and was newly married Mm -hmm. are there any things or what are the things that you're like oh it's kind of easier just doing it me
1: oh yeah there are plenty okay
0: share those secrets that's (laughs) what I want to
1: hear tell it um number one I am always right.
0: <laughs>
1: I am. I, it's me, and I am right. Um, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs> That's going to get a little tougher, I think, in the teenage years, but for now, I'm loving it. Um, I think the other thing that was, that I didn't anticipate going into it, I'm not sure I would have been as sensitive to had I not been kind of watching it with a, a peer at the same time, is there's no time wasted on the frustration of thinking, oh, why isn't my husband helping or doing the laundry or there's no resentment for doing it all. I went into this eyes open. I knew that, you know, if that baby was hungry, I was going to be the one feeding it. Um, If we were going to be up at night, it was always going to be my turn. Um, So you reconcile yourself to that before you get into it. And I think you are able to free yourself of an awful lot of resentment that, develops over some of those issues.
0: Brilliant. Um, So much energy leak. Like you don't have the time to leak out being pissed at your husband because he's going to work and you're up in the middle of the night. Yeah. You don't have that.
1: And I think, again, I think it's a learning curve almost every mother goes through, um, regardless of the state of their marriage, happy or not. Um, But I had the benefit of, you know, I knew it well before this baby arrived. that, That was something I was able to process ahead of time. So it was packed away in its own place. Plus, when it wasn't my turn, it was because it was my nanny's turn and I was paying her. So there's not, as, there's not emotional complexity in that relationship. Um, I had the enormous good fortune of having an incredible, truly one-of-a-kind nanny uh, as my first nanny experience. Um, I couldn't have asked for more as a first-time mom, as a single mom, as a mom. She was um, a wonderful, calming um, resource for me. But it's very different, as you can imagine, than having to navigate some of those responsibilities with a a partner. Right. Because you're always right.
0: And you can (laughs) ask for help and say, okay, I want you. You can't say, honey, I need you to take the next three nights because I've got to leave for whatever reason. Or I'm just wanting to sleep. But, but it's you not can. a will you.
1: It's, wow. I, I need you to. Um, and for the most part, as long as you're not being unreasonable, that's part of the dynamic.
0: It was an employee. Your husband's not your employee. Right.
1: Although, my nanny, if you're listening, you know I never thought of you as an employee like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clearly, you made the case that she was the best ever first time mom nanny.
1: Well, I knew when I was picking a nanny, frankly, that I was looking for someone that was going to have to play the role of extended family. Um, This is someone who was going to be very influential in raising my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't just a stopgap for those hours that I was away from the office, that I was looking for someone who was sort of wanted to be long-term, wanted to be part of our unconventional little family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I hit the jackpot. I don't know. I got lucky.
0: <laughs> now, so you, you had said to me before that there were four jobs yeah. over the course of your child, but I didn't know there was also a move. So did job number two bring you back to this area? At least as many moves. Um, no. I. <laughs> uh, yes,
1: actually it did. Sorry. The chronology is not always easy to keep straight. Um, I work in the um, biotech and pharmaceutical world Great. and had worked for a number of years for um, a terrific company that was in the process of trying to get approval for its first drug. Mm. Anyone in that industry knows that's a rocky path at times and it's not always successful the first time through. So um, ultimately why I left that position, they had hit some some tough times, but <clears throat> had the opportunity to join my CEO um, at another company that he was gonna go work with um, and that was a remote opportunity. It did let me get back up in this area where I've got some good friends and family um, wasn't so long-lived, um, but I was referred into another job that was in the area conveniently, and I was wildly pregnant at the time, so it seemed like a good shot to be taking.
0: You uh, got a job while wildly pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yes. Good for you, and good for that employer. <laughs> good for them.
1: Yes, um, and that, they were incredibly generous. They um, sort of asked me when it was that I'd be free to start when did I want to start they were perfectly comfortable waiting until after my sort of self-imposed maternity leave and then they were happy to let me work part-time for the first you must be
0: an incredible employee yeah I like to think so you must be great if someone was willing to hire you pregnant wait through your maternity leave and guarantee you that job when you when you were ready
1: I got lucky with a, with a good referral into that position, um, and just as lucky the first time around, it was uh, when I was getting pregnant, I was the first with my friend. We were the first women having babies in the office. The men, lots of them, had been new daddies, um, but they were equally as accommodating. They let us both take a good chunk of maternity leave. They then let us work part-time to round it out to like 12 or 15 weeks they made up the difference between our salaries and short-term disability so that we could do that. They offered- This is a- making
0: me so happy. These are great companies. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a, a lot about
1: what I responded to those companies and I think it's a, a value and a principle that's shared with my current employer, which is um, also in the healthcare arena, Their genetic information company. Is it possible for you to share the names of these employers? Um, Sure, but I'm, the company I'm working for now is um, it's like a dream job. Uh, <laughs> the company is Invitae. It's a genetic information company. Invitae. Invitae that does um, principally genetic testing at this point, but they're moving into broader information management. But they have they don't uh, they have a very unique HR policy. There's no vacation. There's no sick days. They hire adults. They treat them like adults. You're expected you to balance it. And
0: a huge chunk of their workforce is remote. And um, Okay. Where are they based? San Francisco. Okay. Is this becoming... Am I right in saying that my my biotech clients are so progressive in terms of their benefits? Like, these are really healthy companies that are doing well. The more healthy the company, it seems it's more in mode to have these great... We treat people like no sick days, no vacation days. We treat you like an adult. Do a great job. We're real happy to have you here. Um, I think you're seeing some of that. I'm not sure it's
1: totally unique to the industry, but I think it's maybe accelerated in the industry because of the way um, that industry has transformed into a lot of little startups that get mm. purchased. So people are looking for the right talent to do the right job, and they're not wasting time relocating people to get them all centralized. It's much more important that they have the talented individuals needed to drive their programs and get it across the finish line. Incredible. Um, so Yeah, incredible. I... I I am very lucky. I am very lucky.
0: And you're skilled and talented so that you're in demand. Yes. I am speaking with Kate McNeil, single mother by choice, head of household back in New Jersey. Jersey born and bred, Jersey mom, Jersey kid. Yep, Whose experiences with an extremely tight family... Gave her the support and momentum she needed to make this choice. And I got to tell you, sitting across from this, this is a happy lady. This is a chill mom. This is someone I hope to see a lot more of on the playground. Um, If you are thinking about becoming a single mother by choice, I personally would direct you to seek out the organization, Single Mothers by Choice. Absolutely. Who is an incredible network. um, Great information will hold your hand through the process. There's also a book I like to recommend called Knock Yourself Up that's funny that I read in an afternoon, Park Slope Mom. <laughs> On my shelf. <laughs> oh, love that book. Oh my gosh. And let me just tell you one thing. After I read that book, I reached out to the author the next week because I was contemplating becoming a single mother by choice. The next week, she invited me over for muffins. She and her eight month old boy had me over because she's just that kind of gal because that's what the community is like. I'm Allison Task. This is Find My Thrive thank you for listening for more on me and my coaching please visit alisontask.com thank you do you have a go-to restaurant a place where they know you take care of you and you just feel good as soon as you walk through the door well my go-to is halcyon the seafood brasserie on walnut street in montclair here's why i love it i can go to halcyon for a glass of wine on a monday night and listen to their jazz trio I can go on a Wednesday with an old friend and enjoy a craft beer or one of Marshall's margaritas, which I love, and some shrimp tacos. Then I can get dressed up and come with my husband for raw bar and a bone-in ribeye on Saturday. Halcyon is like that. It's a beautiful, sexy space where you can dress up for a special occasion or just roll in for a weekday glass of whatever. Plus, they have this great event space upstairs. It's perfect for baby showers, engagement parties, birthday celebrations, or corporate events. And what I'm really excited about is that they have just started offering Sunday brunch thanks to new owners. So if you want a well-made Bloody Mary to kick off your Sunday, Halcyon is the place to do it. I'll see you there. Do you need a website or logo for your business? My website, alisontask.com, is one of the key marketing assets for my business, and I owe it all to Caroline at Caroline Design. As much as people come to my website and say, oh, that's great, I'd like to start a coaching program, I promise you an equal number of people say, oh my gosh, I need a website, yours is so awesome, who designed it? So, I send them to carolinedesign.com. Caroline really helped me bring my vision for my website to life. She works specifically with health and wellness professionals. So if you're a nutritionist, acupuncturist, or even an interior designer, give Caroline a call. She'll hold your hand through the web design process, make it fun, and help you develop a web representation of your business that is even better than you could conceive of on your own. You've seen mediocre websites before. Well, Caroline has high standards. She'll help you raise your game. Go to carolinedesign.com. You'll be glad you did.